Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host, Becky Morquecho, and you're listening to episode 19. This is a podcast about letting go of what we think our lives should look like and the sweet freedom God has for us on the other side of surrender. My guest today is Wendy Speak. Wendy is a trained actress and Bible teacher. During her career in Hollywood on shows such as Melrose Place and Star Trek Voyager, Wendy found herself longing to tell stories that edify, encourage, and point audiences to Jesus. Today, she does just that by writing books, speaking to groups across the nation, and leading online fasts and Bible studies each year. Her latest book, The 40-Day Sugar Fast, recently came out in November of 2019, and I'm really excited to chat with Wendy about that today because, well, just, you know, I'm doing the fast and I need to cut sugar as well, just like a lot of people. Um, So I'm excited to chat about this book because it's a little bit different compared to other things we've chatted about on the show, about surrendering like a physical thing in our lives. Um, So I'm just excited to chat with Wendy and hear what she has to say about that. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I love that our, our heartbeat is so similar, mm-hmm. which is more more of Jesus, more of us available to him. Because, you know, when we get him, we get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean he gets the whole thing, access to all of our lives. And so I think it's going to be a great conversation. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so glad you're here. Wendy, how did you go from like Hollywood actress to... Um, teaching and writing and wanting to have conversations with people about Jesus? How to make that connection for yeah. us? It's it's a really simple story, but also not usual. So I, I've always uh, imagined that I would be an actress. That's what I wanted to be since I was a very young girl. And I went to schools that got me the training I needed. Even in high school, I was living in LA and I went to LA County High School for the Performing Arts and I got great training there. And I went off to college and my freshman year of college, my my faith was just growing leaps and bounds. And um, I was really conflicted. Lord, what do you want? What, what do you want from my life? What did you make me for? Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really sick at the time when I was asking this question. I had a terrible case of bronchitis. I was living in Boston. I wasn't used to the cold brownstone, dry heat in the in the old buildings. And I just had this terrible cold. And I remember one night I was, I was in the bathroom and I had steam going in the shower and a vaporizer going. And I was drinking Robitussin from the bottle. And I remember praying and I felt God say, I'm going to bring these things together. Your love for me, your love for others and your ability to tell a good story. Mm. So keep honing your craft, keep keep pursuing me and keep being available to others. And it wasn't long after that I, actually this even introduces the idea of fasting. I felt him lead me to start a Bible study at my college, but um, I was the only Christian at my college. Like I went looking, I did not find even cultural Christians. Yeah. Uh, but the prompting of the Lord was so clear that I started hanging posters. There were no Facebook pages right. where you could announce it or no social media. And uh, it just said, okay, if you want to do a Bible study, this is a Bible study for non-Christians. And I woke up the day it was supposed to start. And I was so scared out of my mind that I felt the Lord say, you need to fast today. So was that I just the first time in. you had felt that? Like that was my in your first life? time ever fasting. Yeah. I wasn't raised in a fasting home. I wasn't raised in a fasting family, but that was the first time I did it. So anyway, I went there to that school though for my my acting career. I came back to Hollywood. Hollywood and and worked, did a lot of guest spots on TV shows. And I got married and I just knew the whole time I was in my career, 
that I wasn't telling the stories that God made me to tell. Mm. And once I had children during their nap times, I would start writing and I would go to mom's groups and I would share there. And what I realized is I was using the same skills. I was telling stories. I just was telling stories about motherhood and biblical stories and it became life application. And I was like, oh, now I get it, God. You gave me all that, that opportunity to grow as a storyteller for this. That's so cool. I love hearing that. Um, I feel like that so often. I was just talking with a girlfriend yesterday saying how um, everything that has happened in my life, like God doesn't waste anything. Like everything is built on the next thing. Like 10 years ago, I didn't know this is where I would be, but God did. And all the different things that he was doing in our life like have led up to this. So I think it's so fun to hear those stories from other people too. Um, Wendy, how did the sugar fast? Okay, so that was when maybe fasting like first became part of your life. Why sugar? Why? How did you come about that? Well, when we started this annual fast, when I started it, um, I didn't. I didn't anticipate really making it about fasting. Honestly, I was leading a a private Facebook group for moms who struggled with anger. Okay, and it was in that Facebook group one day that I had said. Um, What are your triggers? What are the things that set you off? And thousands of women were responding. Why can't they get their shoes on and get in the car? And when my husband travels and so on and so forth. And out of that uh, came this this original book that was called Triggers, Exchanging Parents' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses. And so that, that community continued to grow and women who were overwhelmed were we're coming to that place. I co-authored that book with Amber Leah. And it was in that Facebook group as it was growing where I one day said, what would happen if we said no to sugar for 40 days? I mean, we see what it does to our kids right. when they get all amped up and then they have a, a crash, right? We They can't control themselves. They can't obey. And then they melt down. Uh, is it possible that we're really We've gotten good at limiting the sugar our kids eat, but every time they go to naps, we're sneaking into the pantry. Every time we're overwhelmed, we're running to Starbucks for a sweet latte or to Chick-fil-A for a sweet tea, and we're using these sugar highs to get us through our hard days. What if instead of going from sugar high to sugar high, we started going to the most high? Yeah. In our parenting and in our marriage stress and in our loneliness and in our feelings of you know, why can't I just have a win? Whatever the stress is that's kind of working now as a food trigger, not maybe an anger trigger, but just I've got to consume, consume to make make me feel better. Yeah. What would happen in our relationships with our children and in our parenting? What would happen in our faith life too? And what would happen to us physically? So it was a very off the cuff question. Right. And hundreds of people said, yeah, I'll fast with you. And the next year I started getting emails saying, can we fast again? Yeah. And what we learned is that we were fasting from sugar, not just to change our diets, but we needed a life change. And a diet change isn't going to change your life. It'll, it might change your gene size. It <laughs> might change your diet, but it doesn't give Christ access to more of us mm-hmm. unless we say, I am laying down these sweets in lieu of you. I, I want more of you. I want more of my sweet savior. I want more of you because God never called us to a sugar sacrifice. He called us to a living sacrifice. And as you know, focused so much on surrender. Sometimes he, he gets all of our lives one 
thing at a time. Yeah. And so I found that that sugar becomes the doorway through which he comes into our lives and says, thanks for the sugar. But you know what I want? I want all of you. Mm-hmm. I, want, I, want, I want it all. And so it's, it's been an, it's been a privilege to walk through this with people um, and to see the transformation in my own life. I knew it was going to affect my parenting. I even kind of knew it would help me physically, right? Obviously, yeah, right. sugar's not great for us. I had no idea how far reaching um, the blessings would be when I fasted and prayed. Yeah, that's so cool. It's such a, when you said we give it to our kids, like I didn't even click with me. Like that makes so much sense. Like we see them go crazy. Like why, why (laughs) we're doing the same thing. We're doing the same thing to ourselves. And of course we don't want our kids to eat a lot of sugar. I like that point a lot. Um, So what, so these women in this Facebook group, you guys started fasting together. What were some of the things I know you had mentioned, like originally it was about anger and like triggers there. Like what are some signs like somebody right now, any listeners like might need um, the sugar fast. What are some things going on in their life that might be like, okay, that's telling me that, you know, I need to surrender something else. Yes. You know what, as you were asking that, I thought about those early years when I, shared to Facebook. So not just in the Facebook group, but just on my regular Facebook page, I would say, my name's Wendy and I'm a sugar addict. Join me for a 40-day sugar fast. And I found that when I gave less information, more people said, oh yes, me too. Which is interesting. I've never thought about that before until this moment. But what is it that that kind of hooks people in to say, oh my goodness, me too. I find that when I talk about parenting, I'll get a lot of people say, oh yeah, that's really going to affect it. Or in marriage or physically, I have aches and pains. I'm not sleeping well. My skin's broken out. My stomach's bloated. And if I share those things, people will say, yes, me too. But when I just say, it's the 40-day sugar fast, who else needs it? most, that's the thing that grabs the most people. And I think it's because for whatever reason, we've gone to sugar, whatever the reason is we've gone to sugar, we've gone to sugar in mass, whatever the negative consequences are to our bodies, to our relationships, to our spiritual lives, whatever that is personally, we're all experiencing something. So that's just an interesting question that you had for me. But Maybe we I, all just know we do need it. <laughs> yeah, I think that we do. I think in our culture, and, but, and it can be sugar, but it can be social media too. Mm-hmm. We kind of graze all day. We consume and we consume and we consume. And it leaves us really unavailable to the consuming power and love of Christ in our lives. Because we're always sort of full but never satisfied. Right. We're self-medicating behind our screens. We're self-medicating with chocolate-covered almonds and another latte. We're self-medicating to to get through our days and getting up, giving us the strength we need. But God's word says, "I'm I'm the strength you need. When you're weak, when you're weary, you come to me. Yeah, and and I'll give you what you need. With me, it's possible. Not not with more sugar, not with more screen time, but with me. And I think we bypass that invitation." And say, thanks, God. And I'll spend, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes with you in the morning. But during my day, I'm not going to come to you. I'm going to really go to lots of other things. Yeah. And that's what the fasting is. It's not a diet. It really is a fast. We're, our bodies are going to detox from the things that we've become highly addicted to. But our spiritual lives are going to blossom and soar because we're going to start coming to the one who said, come to me. Yeah. 
I remember when um, we brought Vera home from China in April of 2018, and I remember those, there was like a good, I don't think I've ever admitted this out loud. There was like a good, I don't know, three to four months where like after every bedtime, Jesse, he would run to Target and get me a dairy-free like Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) And I felt like when I read your thing about like it becoming a reward, I was like, yeah, like Uh I, I need this. And it almost just became a habit. Like I wasn't even like craving it anymore. Like I love chocolate, but like, what is it even that? It would like, the whole routine turned into like, bedtime and then like next up was ice cream and it's just so crazy how we get in these mindsets and like it I just created a bad habit for myself and yeah. and it can be the most wonderful things too I, yeah. I was raised in a home where every every meal had some sort of dessert you yeah. know whether it's an oreo after lunch or the leftover syrup on my plate from pancakes at breakfast I mean there's you always kind of you always finish with something sweet. And when I became a mom, it became uh, one of my number one love languages. Um, And when my kids were having a hard day, I remember one day my middle child just was struggling and we had never been a big Slurpee family, but I was like, you know what would be fun with going (laughs) and getting a Slurpee. And I knew that already I was kind of getting a sense that when my kids had artificial colors, they were not doing great emotionally, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really think it through. And we had Slurpees and that night it was wheels off. I mean, I, that child has never been so, I mean, it was, it was full on Mm -hmm. depression and, and anxiety. It was, it was horrifying. And I remember thinking, uh, that was what he ate. That was what he slurped down. That just did that. And when I'm, when I'm just starting to introduce sugar into my body again, after these fasts, which I do in very limited, uh, amounts now, because I've been able to see, oh my goodness, my back is aching. My jaw aches, my neck aches. What's up with me? I'm 45. I get it that some things are going to start changing, <laughs> but this is ridiculous. Like I hurt yeah. and the sleep and how quickly, um, once I turned around 40, how quickly I would gain weight mm-hmm. or just hold on to it. I would even look at myself in the mirror thinking, I don't know if that's real weight or if I'm just bloated. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm 37 I'm and sugar. I see those things rapidly happening. <laughs> yes, 37 yeah, is yeah. When it's, that's the that's the age that it started for yeah, me where uh-huh. I was like, some things are different. My yeah. things just aren't aren't what they used to be. And my energy was low. And but the, the main thing is I just really struggled in my responses with my children. I mean, I what the thing that started it became the recurring theme for me. Every time I was completely off sugar, no matter what was going on with my kids, and there's a lot going on with my kids. We got learning disabilities, we've got behavioral challenges, we got issues. Mm-hmm. But when they're having their issues, I'm not having issues when I'm off of sugar. So it's just good. amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. So what is physical, physiological and what is spiritual where I'm saying, God, I'm not running to sugar to cope with the stress in my home. I'm coming to you. I'm talking to the Lord about the needs of my children. I'm talking to the Lord about how that I, I want not only to abide with him for the sake of his presence, but for the sake of his fruit in my life. And then I'm seeing with my children and my family, I'm loving and more joyful and more patient and more peaceful and more self-controlled. I mean, all of it, all the fruit of God's spirit becomes mine because I'm abiding with him rather than abiding in a pan of brownies. Right. Wendy, what for you? And so you guys have done this, you guys, this group of women, and now it's become kind of this movement that you've started of this 40 day sugar fast for six years, you said? Yeah. 
So over the years, like for you personally and just like stories that you've heard or friends of yours doing this, what is the hardest part? What would you say? Or I'm sure it's different for everybody, but if there, if you could average it all up and say, no, this is always, what would something that's like the hardest part about doing this 40 day sugar fast? Mm, Good question. Well, the easiest part is that convicted moment at the beginning. Like as soon as you hear about it, you're like, I know I could use this. Mm -hmm. That's the easy part. The hard part is when you think, I don't have the self-control. And I say to those people that say that, which is like, oh, 99.9%. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of that, that 0.001%, they, they, they're saying, oh, cool, a challenge, you know. But for the majority of us, it's, I don't have the self-control. And really when it's fasting, when it's diet, you need, a self, you need self-control. When it's fasting, you need God control, which is just a matter of surrender of, God, I can't do this. But this is so that I would abide with you. Without you, I can do nothing, especially something as hard as giving up um, sugar. And so that's that's probably the first part is okay. just getting over the I can't do this hump. The second hard part is the first three or four days. Okay. And if you're really in a an addicted place um, where you are going from sugar high to sugar high to get you through your days, um, it might last seven days. It might last 10 days. You might have headaches. You might have migraines. Yeah. Um, you might have what I call the sugar flu where you just feel cruddy constantly and moody with your kids. And you're going to say, Wendy, you told me I was going to be better with my kids <laughs> than my husband. I was going to have more energy for him at night once I get the kids down. You know, you're going to feel lousy at first and you're going to be kind of angry at them. But once that fog lifts, it's like freedom. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had so much energy available to me. I didn't know that the word of God is so for me. I didn't know that the presence of God is so here because I've been abiding in something else for so long. And so that that is hard, but good things are hard things. And you're not doing the hard thing alone because Jesus left us a spirit. And there really is a sense of the nearness of God propelling us forward. And with him, this is possible. Yeah. Is there something, I haven't read the book yet. Is there something in the book or like when you're um, doing these fasts with women that you encourage women? Like, is there a a Bible study plan or like, so you're taking away sugar and like Jesus is going to replace it. But what does that, what does that look like? Sure. So the book, the 40 day sugar fast, this is our first year having a book to go with it. It It had been sign up for the online fast and you get daily emails. And people have been saying for the last six years, you know, if you could just put this together as a resource, it would be so much easier than having to check online or check, you know, my email. So this is the first year and um, it's broken up into 40, actually one days, not 40 days. And I love that last day because Every day there is a reading and the goal is fasting from sugar so that we are feasting on God's word Mm -hmm. and spending time with him, running to him, not running to our pantry, turning to him, not turning into Starbucks, just a, a constant seeking him day after day after day. And when we do that, like I said, it's not just your diet that changes, it's your life that changes. So that's how the book's laid out. Okay. But on day 41, it's kind of like a surprise Because the goal isn't, I mean, you might choose to live sugar-free because of the, the, all the benefits, but the goal isn't that you live sugar-free. The goal isn't that you live a forever fasting life. The goal is that you live a forever feasting life. So Mm -hmm. that day 41 says, I hope you're in the word today. Let's go deep again. And so we go deep again. So it's not that there's an additional 
plan that you will have you in the word. This is the plan of seeking God in okay. his word. So do we talk about um, eating sugar or not eating sugar? Yes, we do. But really, we talk about consuming Christ in lieu of anything else we're turning to. Okay. And we talk about alcohol and we talk about really obsessing with sugar-free cooking even. We don't want to turn to anything. We don't want to go from a a sugar obsession to a sugar-free obsession. We want a Christ obsession because that's what changes everything. Yeah. What are the foods? There's a lot of different kinds of sugar out there. Um, What are the things that you recommend? I mean, you're not talking like fruit, like blueberries, um, or are you? <laughs> I've been eating I'm blueberries. Okay, so, <laughs> so I need to get you a copy of this book if you don't have one yet, no. Becky, because in the very beginning of it, in the introduction, um, I describe what is the fast. Okay. And most people that sign up, as soon as, or, or grab the book, they know what sugar looks like in right. their life. So for you, you're like, it's the ice cream, right? right? It's right. the ice cream. I'm not and running to blueberries, people, that's for sure. I love them, but I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to fulfill my life with blueberries. So Yeah, well, around, around day 15, you might be running to yeah. blueberries. You're like, I just, come on, just something sweet. Yeah. Um, and so people sign up and their, their first inkling is, I know exactly what I'm running to. Mm-hmm. But the, the second thing they do is they ask the question, but what does this entail? Because we're so used to the the Whole30 mm-hmm. or this diet book or that, where there's an outline of what to do. So I get a lot of people saying, I thought fasting was private and you're doing it corporately. What's up with that? And, and you're telling us how it should be. And I'm saying, no, I'm not. This is absolutely a private fast. And because it's so personal, it's personalized. And I'm not the one that's going to tell you what to do. Yeah. I will suggest you lay down all of your refined sugars. You lay down all those drinks that are high fructose corn syrup and, and cane sugar. And I even suggest you lay down your stevia sweetened treats. Mm-hmm. Let's just say no to all our sweets. However, talk to the Lord about the details because he's the Lord of the fast. You're not fasting for me. You're not fasting. Even if you're doing it with your mom and your sister and your sister-in-law, you're not doing it for them. Right. Take the fast to the Lord of the fast and he's going to give you details. He always does. And so lots of people say, okay, I'm giving up all carbs. I'm tur- I'm giving up everything that turns to sugar in my stomach. And I have lots of women that say, I need to give up my treats, but what I really need to give up is alcohol. And while I'm at it, I'm going to give up Netflix too. No binge watching Gilmore Girls during the 40-day sugar fast. So it's interesting that while it starts with sugar, like I mentioned, Christ comes into our lives. He looks around and he says, thanks for the sugar. I want it all. And if we invite him and if we're like aware and pay attention to what he's saying, then we're convicted of more probably. Yes. And so that's how what happens during the 40 days is, okay, I kind of felt it on day two. But here it is, day twelve, and finally, I'm laying down Something my, else. you know, Friday night glass of wine or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I love how it's personal to each to everybody because I think yeah. that's so true. Um, so there are lots of people that enjoy their blueberries. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm going to continue to enjoy them because I think that that's not my struggle. Blueberries aren't my yeah. struggle. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, what, so you've been doing this for six years. Um, what are some of the coolest like transformations or people that have <laughs> like told you these stories, not like physics, just like what have, yes. like how have people just been changed by this? 
Yeah. Oh man. I, I love, even when you were asking the question, I was getting giddy because yeah. it, it is amazing. And even as we were getting ready to come out with a book, um, and I'm not speaking in the Royal, we, I'm talking about like the publisher Baker, yeah. <laughs> the Royal, we, we, when we were, but I was just praying, God, you've already knocked my socks off. Like you've already impressed me so much. You don't have to do anything else. And I think you're so awesome, mm-hmm. but would you please do exceedingly and abundantly more than every individual hopes for or imagines. And um, that's that's what he's been doing. Over the years, I get emails, Wendy, I fasted with you last year. I'm so excited about this coming year because while it was the sugar that it was about last year, I just can't wait to give up more things that I know that I'm running to. Oh, but by the way, I've lost 64 pounds. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, a PS. <laughs> and I love that because at the beginning of the of the fast, I say, um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things are going to be added to you. Whatever those things were that made you think, yeah, I need this because I, I, I've been told by my doctor that I'm going to have full-fledged diabetes. I've been told by my doctor that my aches and pains are going to stop and I'll have better sleep. Or I know that I, I really want to get off my my medication for depression and I, I need to be exercising. You know, like there are reasons why people sign up. Yeah. But when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the testimonies that come in are hmm. all these things that God has added to him. But I remember one one email and this was I think the first year, maybe the second year, I got an email from a woman and she said, I've been deaf for over a decade. But during the 40-day sugar fast, God gave me my hearing back. And I just, I mean, I, I, I started screaming at my computer. I was like, ah, oh my gosh, no way, God, you are still, you're still who you were. You're yeah. still the same God. That power that you had on earth is accessible to us. Mm. And it's just amazing. And during the fast every year, I get to this point where I say, okay, we've been very, very self-focused. Who else? Are we going to intercede for our families, our loved ones, our neighbors? This should change not only how we pray for us, but how we pray for others. And we look in the book of Isaiah where we hear so many stories of of God saying, I didn't really want you to just hang your head when you fast. I wanted you to fast so that you would feed other people, Mm -hmm. so that you would take care of others. I've got justice. I've got mercy on my mind when you fast. And so we always, every year we do this corporately. Um, We do a time of giving and we choose a a ministry to give together. And we had partnered with a ministry uh, called the Lulu Tree the last few years. And we were raising money for an outreach that was going to provide what they called mama kits and their birthing kits for women in Uganda, okay. uh, in the slums of Uganda to take to birthing centers to give birth. And if you don't have a kit, you can't go. So you do it on the floor of your your hut mm-hmm. and it's not sanitary. And maybe you use a um, an old used racer that is mm. contaminated and it leads to disease and death for babies and mothers. Yeah. And it's just a very, it's a very sincere problem throughout the world. And so I said, okay, how much is it going to cost for us to support them with 500 kits? And it was a a couple thousand dollars and everyone started giving and they gave straight to the ministry, not to me. I didn't write a check to, you know, I mean, I wrote a check, but not, you know, right. Your own check. (laughs) Yeah. Any, anyway. Um, and a few months later we got an update from the ministry that said we had the 
outreach and we had 500 women slated to be there, but 800 women came. Hmm. And as they were coming and they were receiving food and, and the good news of the gospel as well, we were just laying our hands on these kids and asking God to multiply them. And as more and more women came, the pile didn't diminish and all 800 plus women left with a kit and there was still over a hundred left on the table. And so I mean, it just gives me the goosebumps and it gets me excited every time I share it because when you fast and you pray, miracles occur. Miracles occur in your life. Miracles occur in marriages. I remember one year it was like God had marriage restoration on his mind. So thousands of women signing up because they knew they had a sweet tooth. And I think there had to be at least a dozen marriages that were restored. I mean, separated and came back together. And I didn't know that that was going to be the theme of that year's (laughs) fast. But God just, he's like, thanks for the sugar. But I told you, (laughs) I want to do something bigger than this. And isn't he the sweetest? That's so cool. Do your, um, does your family do this with you? I'm just curious, uh, or have you ever? Yeah, have it, go ahead. There are lots of families that do, okay. and I, I'm always like, okay, I wish mine would. <laughs> and this is the first year um, that they are. So okay. the sixth year is the first year that they are. However, um, I'm realizing that they're more just doing the whole thirty. Uh, it's not really a fast for them. They've just taken in a sign of support for me. Right. They're not eating sugar. Unless they forget when they're out with their friends and they come home, oh my goodness, I completely forgot. Um, or I was at school and they passed out this and I forgot. So they're, they are they are with me. They're showing their support. Um, but I'm not necessarily like leading them into the heart of the fast. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I had wanted to, but I, I think that the 20,000 people in the Facebook group have gotten my... Mm-hmm. My, um, the lion's share of my attention when it comes to leading. Mm-hmm. But it's not just me. There's a, a wonderful group of administrators that uh, join me in that group. And every day, leaving prayers, scriptures, sharing what people are learning, and just hundreds of comments every day, because it really is such an incredible community of women who are getting hungrier and hungrier for Christ and less hungry for the things that have never worked to satisfy them. Yeah. Wendy, what do you feel like over the last six years in doing all of this? What do you feel like God has set you free from? Mm. I am so aware now what my motives are for turning to, I'll just use the word consumerism, Mm -hmm. whether I'm, I'm running to Starbucks or I'm running to Amazon prime. Uh, What, what is it? I mean, do do I really need to consume more right now? Um, is it getting in the way of having a, a, a faith that's all consuming uh, and being consumed by the love of Christ? It's hard to experience God's just never leaving us nearness when we're always leaving for something more that might hit that, that satisfied spot in our hearts and in our lives. And now I can I can see myself do it when I do it. Yeah. And um, or at the end of the day when I'm getting on Instagram and my my screen pops up that I'd been online 137 minutes that day, and I've thought, well, I had 15 minutes in the Word this morning. Mm-hmm. Where where's the lion's share of my? Where am I going to meet my needs? My relational needs, uh, my food needs. Jesus said that his 
His food was to do the will of the Father. I, I want what he. I want mm-hmm. what he's having. You know? <laughs> Me too. I want. I want more of that. Yeah. And so just the awareness, even when I'm not fasting. Again, the goal isn't to live a fasting life, but the goal is to live a Jesus-dependent feasting life. And I think every year that I fast, it's a little bit more of that. I don't know if you know Amy Bennett. Um, she has a podcast called The Feathers Podcast, and I'm looking in the book right now, but she had it's it's an endorsement at the beginning of the book. I'm going to see if I can find it here. Yeah. Oh, here it is. I have a praise report. I believe that my addiction to sugar is gone for good. I can't believe it's been two years since I last fasted with Wendy and my cravings are not back. God really changed my perspective about sugar and food during those 40 days. I did this fast three years in a row, but that time there was really a lasting change. I'm reminded of how Elijah kept going back and looking for rain. And finally, he saw a little cloud and then the rain. And I love that testimony because she had done it three times before she experienced really a bondage breaking right. in her life where sugar was concerned. And um, and a lot of women come to this because there is the stronghold of sugar. And yet we know that that's not the stronghold we want. God refers to himself as our stronghold. Run into me. I am your refuge. I am your strength. I am your stronghold. And yet when we don't run to him, the thing that we run to becomes our stronghold. And when God brings that stronghold down, it's like we get to experience his stronghold again in our lives. And it doesn't always happen in 40 days. Sometimes it's doing it three times back to back to back. And then we say, oh, God, I've got the habit now of running to you instead of anything else. Nothing else has worked. That's so good. If somebody listening, which I'm sure there are many people, feel any sort of conviction of like, okay, I know I need to give this up or whether it's sugar or Netflix or whatever that is, um, where can we get your book, The 40 Day Sugar Fast? Absolutely. The 40 Day Sugar Fast book, man, it's it's anywhere the books are. So <laughs> you can do that. However, if you go to 40daysugarfast.com, so it's the number 40, mm-hmm. 40daysugarfast.com, uh, there's a, a chance to find out a little bit more about the community fast and sign up for it. You can link straight to the book from there. You can join the Facebook community once you sign up. And then also there are a bunch of free resources, a journal template, scripture memory cards for the scriptures that we focus on each day. But my favorite part is there's a there's a six-part Bible study video series where we just go deeper in feasting on God's Word. Because I know that when we when we do a diet, we try to crowd out the sugar by eating healthy foods. But when you fast, you crowd out the sugar by ingesting more of his word and his presence. So that's what that video series is. So 40daysugarfast.com or wherever books are. Okay, cool. We'll have that in the show notes for sure. Um, And where can we follow just along you, Wendy, whether it's Instagram, what's the best place to just uh, see what you're up to. Sure. Well, if you if you do a search for Wendy Speak, you'll <laughs> find me on both Facebook and Instagram. I'm there. And if you're doing the um, 40 Day Sugar Fast and you would like to follow along on Instagram, there is an account now that's 40 Day Sugar Fast. Okay. Um, but I'm also there as Wendy Speak. So I'm looking forward to making some new friends there. That's always fun. Okay. And it's never too late to start this, even though it was January 1st and you guys, I think it was the 6th that we started. Like yes. we can, anybody can do this on their own time. It does not and need to be. And that's what I love about the book yeah. is I, 
you don't have to wait until next January 6th or 8th or whatever day it is we're beginning. Grab the book, grab a friend. You will be amazed at how many friends say, okay, me too. I hate you. I love you. Let's do it. Um, (laughs) And and it's it's just amazing the intimacy that's forged with friends that fast and pray together. Yeah, that was my friend Callie and Lek. We're all doing it together. Um, Mm, I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today, Wendy, and just sharing about this and convicting us of something that we know is part of our lives. Um, It's so refreshing just to, to hear this in a world of filling up on more things and consumerism and running to things. Um, I think this is real and true and um, it's, I think, where God wants us to be. So thanks for sharing all that. Thanks for having me. It was fun meeting you, Becky. Again, don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all of the info and links and resources we talked about in the show. You can go to beckymorquecho.com, B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O.com. Thanks for listening in.